Hey guys, and welcome back to Walkers Only Podcast. My guest for today is Luke Archer, owner of MP Life Transformations and former Queens and Cat player. Before we start, this podcast is brought to you by Solid Erections Carpentry. Whether it's a door hanging, a deck building, or a full renovation, get in touch with the amazing team at Solid Erections Carpentry, who are based in Brisbane. Anyone looking for a demolition strip-out, asbestos, or hazardous material removal, then look no further than Base Hazmat. They do top-quality work with top-quality customer service in the Queensland area. Then check out the team at basehazmat.com. Our team at Goosey Sports have a wide variety of team top-quality sports apparel customised for your club and all leisure wear to go with it. I have a few of their hoodies and training shirts and the quality is spot on. For all sports clubs and businesses Australian-wide, head to their website at Goosey Sports. Before we start, let's roll the intro. Don't just talk it, walk it. Lukey Archer, how you doing brother? Awesome man, awesome. Thanks for coming on. Man, absolute pleasure, I'm honoured. Thanks yeah, Ollie. I Mate, I just want to say obviously, um, I know you have a busy lifestyle and everything and a lot going on with you at the moment, but um just kept bringing it back to when I originally met you, mate, um, mm. back at South Slogan in 2014, I think. And um, the the way you carried yourself, man, and the way, how do I say, you were different in a good way to a lot of the players that around in, well, even today, like the players, the way we would act and talk um, and, and the way you carried yourself. It was really like a, something that inspired me, I'd say, Um so for me to have you on today is a really like amazing thing because it's uh it's good to know a lot more about you learning what you're doing and for the listeners out there. So um, I'm just really grateful for you coming on, man. Oh man, it's an absolute pleasure and to see what you're doing uh, in your. Like, we just had a chat off here before around what you're doing and and how you're progressing, man. I'm just super proud of you and mate um, to see what you evolve and where you've come from. As a person, yeah, is, yeah. is incredible. You know that um, <laughs> the young young fellow robbed her. I don't think I even understood a, a word you said when I first heard <laughs> you. Like, Where's this guy from? Yeah, the accent was so, strong back then. Yeah, man, absolutely. But um, yeah, and I'm very honoured to be here and very grateful to be in your presence, mate. Thank you very much. Thanks, Arch. It's funny. I think um, when you found out that I was originally at the start of the year, you were part of South Slogan. You were part of the uh, how does it was the title at the time for you? Uh, you see. Uh, I wasn't CEO at the time. I was business development manager business at the time at, yeah. at South. Yeah, that yeah. was just um, just in 2021. Yeah, yeah. 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 And um, you said to me, um, man, I said, I'm coming on board to coach the women. I think you were like, what? You're coaching the women? Like, I, obviously, um, from what you'd probably see me back then to now, I wouldn't say I was an idiot. I was just very young. Um, mm. And it's just crazy where your journey will take you in life. And, um, yeah, it's uh, in- interesting. You know, footy's a crazy it's a good thing, but it's such a connected circle that regardless where you go in life, you'll always find someone who'll bump into someone. So when I seen you there, it was a kind of reassuring to be like, oh, yeah, we're sweet today and, you know, everything's going well. But um, like I said, man, it's uh, people come into your life and you, you might not ever, how to say, you might not ever know them. You never think that you'll ever play an effect in their life or you whatever. But like, you know, coming across people like you, you know, they plant that seed in you to want to be better mm. and you just I, I would just remember seeing you as always curious I was like he's different but a good different and I want to know yeah. what that is yeah. and um yeah man like I said it'd be good today to listen learn and hear about your journey and, and stuff like that but um cool. 
Mate, what? Obviously, I know you from footy. What got you into footy originally? Wow, um, <clears throat> that's a that's a good question. Uh, so I started football. Uh, I was six. I think it was under seven, so six turning seven at the time. Um, and at the time, I think my mum was mm. probably the one who who got me in, into football. Mum uh, and dad weren't together at that stage, um, and it was. I think I was a very say uh, active young man, an active mind, an active body, always fidgeting. I think it was just a, an outlet. She said, "Okay, well." a bit of an outlet for you to go and burn some energy mm. um also my uncle played mum loved footy so i think that was a yeah yeah just six and got into it and, and uh really enjoyed it it was um i was down the gold coast at uh, crumb and eagles mm. they're now called um yeah and it was it was a great yeah, yeah a great little little yeah. uh intro to footy it's good i think everyone i think for parents anyway i think it's like oh they can do a sport blow some energy off, you know, and get around good, like, you know, kids their age and socialise. I think there's so many benefits to joining teams and obviously you've got children today and they're probably, they're probably well, you and your partner are very active people anyway, so they're around yes. people like that. But, I mean, they're probably heavily involved with sports in certain aspects or you take them to places, but I think it's it's good for so many skill sets, you know, mm. just not active, but um, socially. Absolutely. Um, but, obviously, come from the Gold Coast and you – as later on in life, you came to Brisbane and stuff. Yeah. Played a fair bit of Queensland Cup, mate. Yeah, uh, yeah, played a few games. Yeah. Cup, yeah. So, where did, who was your first team? Was it East Tigers? Yeah, I started East Tigers. So, I was. It was actually it was 2005, and I played for Tugan Seahawks, and it was called the Mixwell Cup back oh. then. Um, and then, yeah, I was picked up the next year in 2006 because Tugan dropped out by yeah. East Tigers. Uh, 2006 and then 2007 I made my Queensland Cup debut oh. uh, which was yeah it was a pretty amazing yeah. amazing moment Michael Booth gave me that opportunity so really yeah it's yeah. it's you know it's nothing Queensland Cup is like I think people don't realize the standard it is until you actually play it the speed is really fast like obviously you've got NOL and stuff as well but like to play Queensland Cup or New South Wales Cup is an exceptional accolade anyway you know on its own um, and you know I didn't realise coming from the UK over you, I thought, you know, the low levels below it, you'll get an opportunity. But, man, the conveyor belt of talent is just not like, okay, you're injured, okay, we've got someone just sitting there just as good or waiting for their shot, you know. And obviously with you, Arch, being a, well, you played a couple positions, but a winger was probably your more predominant position. Yep. It's um, like you see these youngsters coming through now and it's speed, right? So... Mm. um. If you're fast enough and good enough, you'll get a crack pretty early, I'd say, on the wing. Yeah. But that window, I feel, for wingers is so small. So for you, for instance, when did you retire? Yeah, I think my last yeah my last game in Queensland Cup was 2017. 17, yeah. Uh, that was a, a final up at Sunny Coast. But I, I continued to play. Yeah. I continued to play until it was actually just last year. Oh, so wow. what am I, 37? So 36. Unbelievable. And what yeah. position are you finishing up on, though? Uh, fullback. Fullback. Nice. Yeah, so. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It's, in some lo- lower grades. And, <laughs> you know, that was a, a really good opportunity to go and play with some mm-hmm. some players that, that just probably didn't have that opportunity that I got when I was younger to go and, and play in an elite. Like yeah. I went to Palm Beach Crumman, which was an elite school mm-hmm. where we had, 
um, rugby league for a subject. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we were learning about rugby league for a subject. So that's crazy. Right? You know, I didn't really realize it at the time, but I look back on it now, and it's like, man, kids go to school and they learn, you know, maths, English, yeah. and, and science, and I was learning about rugby league. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. It's basically, in a full time environment at a young age, like you're doing what. It's a dream for a lot of people. It was my dream one stage, and it probably was your dream to play Queens a couple NRL or yeah. you know. Um, but like you said, man, it's um, it's a it's a great. There's so many skills involved with footy, and obviously there's there's the bad with the good in everything in life. But um, mm. with you, Arch, obviously I'm learning your story, yeah, in certain aspects. But I remember you telling me a story. You said it openly once um, about kind of going down the wrong path at one stage. Yeah. Yep. Do you want to delve into that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, man, more than happy to. More than happy to. Like I said before, this I'm an open book, so shoot away, yeah, Ollie. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, my, um, you know, my journey, you know, in, in um, I suppose the the side of me that probably a lot of people haven't seen or may not have heard of is, you know, I started drugs at the age of twelve. Wow. Um, it was it was something that was in my family, and at the time I had a a stepfather that was into drugs, and it was just around. So it was almost like a I just picked it up by osmosis basically and um yeah I started daily use at the age of 13 um and for me that was sort of just a theme that carried on through life uh, an addiction cycle and you know now that I look back over my life it was probably there at the younger years too when I was you know five or six and mum's like oh you know this kid's just got so much energy um let's let's channel that into something and rugby league was good but you know for me, going down the path of using using drugs was um, it was a blessing and a curse in disguise. Like it's you know, um, you know, the drugs are not good or bad. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you know. You just said to me out the front, you want to go get some drugs. Yeah, coffee. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course. You know, like so, and we just spoke about coffee. So, you know, it's it's all about how we we use them. Some people use. Um, pharmaceutical drugs on the daily to get through their day to 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 help with mental mm. challenges, um, but it's all how we use them. Mm. But also, not only that, like exercise can be a drug, right? Work can be a drug. Hundred percent. You know, drama in relationships can be a drug. So true to people. I'm not saying it is a drug, but it can be used as that. So, um, my path through drugs was very destructive to myself. Um, and I feel as I was trying to deeply connect with myself because I didn't have a sense of connection. Mm. I had loving parents, don't get me wrong, um, but at the same time, they were in a position of, you know, they were using drugs mm. and, and that sort of stuff. So it was it was more, hey, look, this is, this is normal in our family. Yeah. This is what we do. So I use drugs, well, quite uh, daily would have been till probably close to 22, wow. 21, 22. Um, and then at the age of like that's when I signed with with East and um, started obviously mm-hmm. debuting in the Queensland Cup and I actually had to stop because they do drug testing, yeah. so I was very strategic of when I would use drugs. I learnt about the system and and sort of yeah. worked my way around that. It wasn't until I met my now wife that I really had to stop. Yeah, she right. was someone who, um, yeah, she'd you know, dabbled in a, f- mm. a few things in her past, but not not really. Um, not not to the extent that I was, and um, yeah, she said if we're going to be together, you know, like um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't don't really use, and and that sort of ins- that inspired me a lot to go right. Well, I don't yeah. need that in my life. I've got someone here who I love with all my heart and all my soul that is just such a beautiful, beautiful, amazing person that I wouldn't want to lose that. 
for some drugs. So that deep connection yeah. with my wife, she taught me what love was. Wow. You know, I, and my, I'd be happy, very happy to say this. And my mum, you know, my mum loves me, yeah. but my wife, it's just like a, it's a different sort of love, mm. you know. Um, yeah, you, you can't, it's wow. hard to put into words. Um, so yeah, she was a big catalyst for me. Yeah, get, um, I would say, you know, sharpening my life up and starting to understand myself and, and look in myself and go, what am I? Because she opened up a place in me that, mm. you know, love is is more powerful than any drug. Oh, so true. Um, well, you, you could use that as a drug too, but yeah, you can. But, but it's um, it's one of those things. It's um, and she really allowed me to you know feel love for myself as well, which is. I think that the greatest gift at all, of all is she opened up a place in me where I can experience the love for myself, which is so abundant. It's amazing, um, right? And always there at any stage I want to tap into it. So, yeah. That's unbelievable. Mm. It's um, crazy to think that, like, um, you know, like you talk about drugs as such, and it's so true, bringing it back to the start of your conversation, like the stimulants of coffee is a drug. Mm. Um, arguments in relationships, like you said, work's a drug. Um how do you, for instance, how do you tell a person that, you know, catch them doing these habits? Like, you know, you find when people go through breakups, they normally abuse either exercise or alcohol. It's like two mm. avenues. Mm. And mm. they're abusing it to not be in the present, not yep. being where their mind is telling them. Because if you really sit with yourself, your body is always telling you if it's not aligning with what your values are and what you actually are feeling deep down in your core. Yes. So when you said that, then I was so true, because even for me, like at one stage was like, um, like even porn to an outlet was an outlet of a, it's a drug. And it's a, yep. one of the worst drugs oh, you yeah. can ever take, yep. you know, and yep. um, that can ruin relationships. Yes. That can ruin yes. um, a lot of things. That can lose, yep. you know, um, for instance, in relationships, you can turn it into this fantasy that I've, my imagination has been blown apart by watching this porn. Yes, and then you've yes. got your poor wife or your partner, for instance, or yeah. girlfriend, and you have these expectations that she's got to fulfil that are never going to be fulfilled. Yeah. So you know what I mean in that aspect. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's a that's a really powerful one that um, that porn because it's it's in this day and age, it's so readily accessible and easy, oh. and you know, and it doesn't matter the sex, male, female, any 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 anything in between that too. Um, that. It's there, yeah, and it's also the world that we're in now of of dating apps. Yes, we don't have to go out of the house to go and meet someone right. and 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 go have a, a conversation, which is like, oh, oh um, how are you going? You know, I remember yeah. <laughs> put your arm around someone and like, you know, hello, you know, yeah. it's it's a um, so the world's really shifted, mm. and and you're coming back to your question, like it's. We can use it. How does someone find their sort of say level ground, or, or uh, they're not going from hit to hit of going uppers and downers? Because that's what I sort of pictured you saying. Well, stimulating on coffee, and yeah. then maybe having a couple of beers or yeah. something, trying to relax, or yeah. porn to try and ah, oh, I can just relax yeah, yeah. now. And it's just understanding that hey, look, and it's just first thing, and in, in the the twelve step programs that I've sat in. Um, they call it the three A's. The first A is awareness. A first awareness within yourself that hey, look, I have there is a there is something here that uh, I've got a problem, or there is this has been really hard for me to to get through. So awareness is the first thing. Okay, I've been watching too much porn, or I've been drinking too much coffee. I'm really stimulated, and my sleep's out of whack. I'm drinking a lot. I'm 
take yeah. a lot of drugs. Awareness, they know that. And I know that it's now taking over my life, that it's affecting my relationships, it's affecting my work, it's affecting my friendships, it's affecting my life. Yep. So that's the first awareness. Because if it's not affecting you, mm. then it will, you'll just carry on as normal. 100%. Um, so awareness. The next one is acceptance, which is probably the most challenging one, mm. which is I have got to own this now. Mm. And it, the responsibility is all on me. And totally on me. Yeah. And it's about going, right, well, accepting it and then going, okay, well, and it's fully me. And I'm also, I choose what actions I take. Yes. It's a choice. Yeah, it can be a habit and that habit can be hard to break, but it's also a choice of you going in the moment, okay, I've got the awareness, I fully accept it. Mm. Now I need to make a promise to myself and maybe you could say it to someone else or you could make it just like a little sticky note on your, your, um, you know, your mirror that you see every morning to say, I promise myself just for today yeah. that I'm not going to drink coffee, watch porn, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. drink, drink alcohol, take drugs just for today, today yeah. one day at a time, mm. one day at a time. And that's the, the last day is action. And that's where the action comes into place. And sometimes you may, ha and for me, sometimes I just have to use then the, the three Ds, yeah. right? So it's in that moment of like, yeah, well, I, I feel like I need to use or something is like, man, right now, yeah. the three Ds, distract yourself, go yeah. do something else. Yes. Delay, I'm going to push this out till next hour. And if I think about it in the next hour, fine. Yep. And the last D is drink water. Well, yeah. Because drinking water will change your state. Correct. Straight away. Change, okay, drink water and, and thoughts go away. Think Everything goes yeah. away. And maybe drink enough, like half a litre or something. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, well, now I need to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And you're, so you're already yeah. on to the next. Your brain's gone, yeah. shifted over to there. Yeah, because sometimes you're in the moment. It's moments. Yeah. I said like one day at a time. But sometimes for me and my heavy addiction, it's like one moment at a time. I've got to take this moment at a time almost. Thought comes up, catch it. Okay, well... I know it's there. It's just a pattern. Patterns. I'm going to drink water. Yeah, patterns. That's all we, we're all just creatures of patterns and habits. Yeah. That's all we are. But then obviously... Oh, sorry. We're more than that. No, but, like but that. I know what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. But I mean, for instance, how do you, for someone that has been doing it, for instance, since the age of, did you say 12, 13? 12, yes, yes. And 21, 22 that you had to cut it. That's a really hard pattern in oh, absolutely, Absolutely. And don't get me wrong, like society... yes. It's it's all normalised. How many coffee shops do you see? Oh, look. And I'm not knocking coffee shops. Coffee shops are fine, yeah. you know. I'm not knocking any yeah. drugs. Well, look at when COVID it's, was hitting. Yeah. Why were bottlers still open? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Some people can't to work, go to work, but they can go to the bottler. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, yep. So, yep, I agree. Man. Yeah, so yep. continue with yourself. Obviously, that's yeah. a very so, great. Yeah, so, so from the age of 12, like, how do I How do I know? Because it's, it's, it's society and it was in my world. Yes. I didn't really know... Until I was, I thought it was just normal. Until I met my wife. Hey, look, you, you, you didn't cop the belt when you were a kid from your, your from your parents. You didn't cop the ironing cord. You didn't get smacked. You didn't, you know, you, you weren't able to use at a young age. You weren't, you know, like, mm. what was your life like? And our worlds were completely different. Wow. And then I was like, well, this is insane. Like you've lived a completely different life. Like I felt like she had been sheltered wow. her life, and yeah. my life was like, man, just yeah, the yeah. amount of stuff I experienced at a young age. You know, like it's 
yeah, like, yeah, incredible stuff. Yeah. Incredible stuff, like, on, on both the good side and then also the not-so-good side. Like, it's, um, you know, I went down a few big drug benders that I had, I thought I had no way out but to, to try and take my life. Wow. In, in a few moments. Wow. Um, so, you know, like, it's, you know, to go through, like, a five- or six-day you know, Bender at, at 20 years of age where I couldn't come down off any drugs. I'd been up for like three or four nights and I couldn't come down. I was like, well, you, you've been to that place that's so dark. It's like, wow, this is just, man, I mm. I can't I can't live anymore. i got to go. Really? Yeah, yeah. So did so, you, that's pretty deep, man, obviously. And yeah. I love your honesty. Mm. Um, and what, in that moment then, what was, what was going for you? And obviously I can't be, in, I can't, Live this way anymore? I can't feel. Yeah, it. so I'd been going. It was a, like, a, a, what was it? Four days. It was an indie weekend. It was like three or four days of going to the indie, mm. you know, taking drugs to get up and then taking drugs to come back down. Yeah, well. And I wasn't sleeping though, so up and down, up and down, up and down. And then at the end of it, I was like, I just couldn't come down. I threw the drugs away. I was like, oh, I'm just this is this is crazy. I um, I, I just I can't sleep. I, I just feel like I was going insane. I grabbed a piece of rope, ran at the front. And uh, my mum was home at the time, thankfully. I think it was like a Monday or a Tuesday. I ran at the front and she stopped in front. She said, where are you going? And I said, I'm, I can't. I'm out. I'm out. I've got to finish it. And just seeing her face in front of me break down was, uh, yeah, that was uh, still to this day. I see her and her face um, was just, yeah, I turned around and went, okay, can you help me? I've just, I've just got to, I've got to stop this. That was one pivotal moment in my life that I really pulled my head in and, and, and looked at things in a way that I, I stopped using drugs as harshly because mm. I couldn't go to that state again because that was a place I never wanted to go to again. But then also realised that, you know, you know my, my mum my mom loves me a lot and, you know, I could never do that to her or my, or my family, so all my friends. So, yeah, wow. that, was one, that was one pivotal moment. There's, pivotal there's, moment. <laughs> there's, there's many. Yeah, there's yeah. many. But, you know... And I, Coming back to to the, the society things, you know, we're an environment of where, like a, of where we grow up and what we you know what we habitually grow up, grow up with. So, you know, that those um, tools yeah. of feeling or connecting with myself, whether that be through drugs or drama or yeah. or or you know anything, was the vehicle I saw my parents use. Mm. You know, I saw violence in the house. I saw that there was times of, hey, look, you know, they, they're going through these things and it's high emotion stress. It's like, oh, I've, I'm going through a really emotional high and I want to drink to exacerbate that or I'm going through a really bad low or I want to use drugs to, to escape that. Wow. And it was on either, either end of that. Mm. So That's unbelievable, Arch. Obviously, I didn't know this mm. stuff, but I knew. But it's like you said, it's so hard to see, obviously, now because... I wouldn't say the word zen as such, but the person you are today, mate, is very um, neutral. I'd say that's the word, neutral. And I don't, I don't think I've seen you angry the whole years I've seen known you. Yeah. And obviously that takes a lot of work, a lot of internal work, a lot of, like you say, bringing it back to your your awareness and and owning, hey, I've got a problem, yeah? I need yeah. to do something about it. And everything in life is timing. Mm. Um, I think maybe meeting your partner was a blessing, obviously, you love it to death, but I mean, yeah. blessing as well. And and uh, it's just, yeah, it's amazing to hear that story and go, wow, look at the man you are today. Mm. Um, 
obviously you should be really proud of who you are, but the people around you, your mother, yeah. um, you know, your family and whoever close to your father and just, you know, if they listen to this, they obviously know, but may it's unbelievable to know these things. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm extremely grateful for what my mum and dad, for, you know, they're the real ones. Like if, if, you, if you say like we're a product of our um, environment we grow up in, and I, I say this to people because, you know, those, those who have had hard upbringings, um, you know, and I realised this when I had kids, is, is, is the parents, parents generally do the best they can, generally, generally. I don't say all, but, you know, the, generally they do the best they can. And if I look at my parents' upbringing and I go, wow, you really did do the best you can. I didn't know this till a little bit later on in life and I started to go, you know, why are my parents the way they are and how come I'm the way I am and and do I want to pass this on to my kids? Do I want to break that chain, yeah. break those cycles of addiction? Do I want to break the, the habits of thought mm. that, that really invade society at the moment? Habits of thought, that's all it is, destructive yeah. habits of, of thinking. And where did they come from and then how do I... How do I change that for the future? My children's children. Yeah, well, You know, our, our future, like that's our future, as our children's children. So how can I set a platform for them to be, you know, yeah. you know, people in this world that are going to make, a, make a, a good impact in the world? And I look at my parents and I'm like, they're the ones that really yeah. did it tough because they tried and they did the best they could yeah. with what they had. And sure, they went through a, a bad, you know, they went through their parents going through the war or the depression. But in in our age, look at what you're listening to right now, a podcast that you push a button on your phone and you listen to pretty much for free and it's all there. All information is there and we're sharing at a rate which is so incredibly fast. Click on YouTube, everything's free. Like it's just, it's and it's all there for us. Our parents didn't have that. So I think I'm very grateful to be in this time and experience what I did. So I'm extremely grateful for my parents, my grandparents, and what they've done the hard yards already. The information age is here. It's, it's, it's going on to the next one now. Yeah. That's so it's, 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 you know, it's, it's, yeah, we're living in such an incredible time, Ollie. It, it, and it truly is. To be here is just a, a true blessing. You know, there's so many people on the planet right now. We've never had this much population because everyone wants to be here. Of course. <laughs> so true. But like you said, man, like people talk about social media as a bad thing. It can be a bad thing, mm. but it can be a great thing because, yep. you know, if you do go on your phone and you do want to self-improve, like you can look at a couple of YouTube clips or, or whatever, a couple of videos. And before you know it, you're planting a pot. You can either plant a positive or a negative seed in your head of what you're watching. Yeah. Um, but when you go back to... When you go back to, for instance, parents and stuff, like, without obviously bagging my parents out because I love them. I love them to the bones, you know. But, um, you know, like, they, you know each other's triggers, right? So yes. So argument yes. would happen. And dad would always say to mum, you're always like your father. Like, that same would come <laughs> yeah. up. And you just yeah. knew when that chat would come up in an argument, you're like, oh, it's happening now. They're going to they're gonna blow soon. Yeah. And it's just learning, obviously, you can you can have a constructive constructive communication on what you disagree in and what I disagree in and try and find a common ground without mm. pushing your buttons and raising you amping you up you know and and understanding that you know it doesn't have to turn to heightened arguments because definitely man like you know where does gossip create why do we crave some form of gossip why do some people crave that and why do some people you know like to see other people hurt sometimes because it's 
why does it make them feel better? Do you know? Absolutely. And it's all about what yeah. we, you know, what's gone in our brains. What are we seeing, and how does that make that person feel? And we, li- as children, we're listeners. We listen to everything. And we absorb people, it. Yep. People think kids don't listen, mate. They oh. tune into yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's mate. That's a really, really um, a good point. Because yeah, parents always, parents always, you know. <sighs> I shouldn't say always because I'm sure some parents don't. But if you think about parenthood, it's it's pro- it's by far the most important job anyone will ever do. Um, and in society at the moment, it's a very masculine society right now. I mean, we must do certain things, we must earn a certain amount, we must you know generate wealth, mm. and it's it's a very do 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 environment right now. So I call it like the masculine. Mm. So everyone's focused on achievement and getting to the top yeah. and doing this and you know pumping themselves up. But that also means putting other people down. Mm. So true. And and I think right now is we're coming into a, a time or a or a phase where it's we're coming into more compassion, and, and we're learning about the feminine a bit more. And there's, it's just the cycles of time and cycles of life that we do roll roll through these different times. So you know when you say, um, you know, people saying you know bringing up oh poke, you know, pushing the button here or pushing the button there. Whenever someone tries to push my buttons or get under my skin, I've always learnt this is. Hurting people hurt people. So true. Hurting people hurt people. And it takes, and, and we, we hear this all the time, like the bigger man can just stand up and stand in his own and go, okay, that's okay. Mm. You know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt yeah, me. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, my dad always used to say that to me. Wow. My dad always used to say that to me. You know, like it's, and, you know, for me to say this on this podcast now, that's the first time I've really brought that up, but it's, it's having that, that resilient heart and resilient mind and knowing that anything this person is saying to me is not a reflective of me. It, it's, a, it's a reflective of where they're at. Mm. And if you can come at that with compassion and maybe meet that with your softer underbelly, and obviously you've got to be careful as well, but coming up with a soft and underbelly, like and what, have, what is this person here to teach me that's coming at me with this anger or this, mm. this push in my buttons? Yes. And I, th- and I think for me, my relationship with my wife has been the most transformative mm. experience I've ever had in all my life because we, we co- we've come from completely different worlds and we are com- like many ways we're very similar in terms of our values. But in so many other ways, we're so different. I'm an extrovert. She's an introvert. You know, she's lived a completely different upbringing to me. You know, she's like, there's just so many traits that are opposite. And like, there's so many things that like she'll say and that'll bring something up in me. And I'm like, wow. Wow. Holy dooly. And then I've got the capacity then to say to her, wow, that brought up this in me. And then she'll go, wow, that brought up this in me. And we wow. just, we workshop that together. We just talk, we just sat down and we, like, we spoke for like an hour and a half yesterday about some stuff that, that had been coming up for us. And we do this regularly. It's like probably almost like every month. It's like just a full moon last night. So it's yeah. like in, in turn with the, like the cycles and wow. that sort of stuff. And, you know, my wife, she studies astrology extensively. So we understand the cycles of time and we understand like where we are on our cycle of time as well. Yeah. Like, right, I think it was just a Cancer moon. 
um, just gone. So that brings up certain things for my wife, but it brings up different things for me because yeah. of my birth chart and where that where the planets are yeah, yeah. in accordance to my emotions and who I am as a as a as a human being and my yeah. you know my beliefs and that. So. That's, that's pretty cool. Like I, I don't know stars, and so I, I'm pretty self aware. I probably just know mine. We all know ours own a little bit. So I'm a Leo. Yeah. Yes. Yep. How okay. are you? I'm a Pisces. Pisces. So yes. What, explain that to me. Yes. Your common traits. Uh, well, good question. Uh, I'd have to ask my wife, so we may have to give her a call sometime yeah. and check her in. But no, look, uh, I uh, she she runs it. She yeah. she tells me what's going on. Wow. Like it's, but that's just that's just our sun sign is yeah. what we're talking about yes, here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's so many different aspects. Wow. And the way I and for people that are like, oh yeah, no, nah, sure, yeah, right. That's that's a bit out yeah. there because it is a bit out there. But the most, if you look over history, mm. if you look at when we were first. You know, very primitive and very native. At first, Australians, first people used the stars yeah. to track where they were going at night, to track what time of year it was, to track what what was happening in the future, mm. uh, future track, but also to go, right, where have we come from? Wow. We look at the stars. You look at anyone in the Polynesians, they would have used the stars to track where they were travelling to the different islands. Yeah. Not only that, some of the most famous um, politicians mm. use it. Wow. A lot of marketing people use it. They won't tell you this. The mainstream media will sort of brush it off and put it in the, the Sunday paper as yeah. a bit of a, oh, yeah, here you go, here's your, here's your star signs. But there's a lot of science that's very scientific. It's probably the most solid scientific research you'll ever have because it's been there since the start of time. Wow. So if, if you look at the cycles of that, and not only that, you ask anyone who is in the paramedic field or who's in the coppers or you know, the police force, uh, sorry, the, the, the fireys, They'll and ask him about a full moon. Ask him what happens on a full moon. They say wow. people go crazy. Wow, when it's seventy to eighty, well, 60, 70, 80 percent water, mm. and yeah. the moon moves the water and our tides. Wow. So if you look at us, yeah, yeah, it's gonna, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna affect us that. for sure. Wow, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. So and and this is the thing. You know, like I think when you start to to look at it, you go, wow, okay, and then I can like work my business, work my personal life off it. There's going to be better times for me to focus on relationships with my family. There's going to be better times I focus on relationship with my loved one or it might be financial times. There might be a career time. There might be a, you know, my friends. There might be a cable I want to get in and do some study. So, yeah, different cycles. So It's amazing. um, Yeah, we, we, you know, my wife and I talk about all different sorts of things through the different yeah. cycles too. But having that openness in a relationship where yeah. someone does push your buttons mm. and it brings up stuff in you, that's such a good opportunity. Yeah. Such a good opportunity. And if you don't feel comfortable sharing with that person what it brought up in you, mm. just sit with the awareness and make yeah. a mental note and just go, okay, well, I've got to loop back around to that later on. Yeah. Maybe just quickly go, yeah. just excuse me for one moment and yeah. jot something write in your down. phone. Yeah, write oh. it down. Oh, man, that just brought up. Yeah. Fear, anger, resentment, yeah. sadness, joy, yeah. um, happiness, ecstasy. What did, what did it bring yeah. up for you? So, Man, it's so true that is, um, I have this thing where I find for me walking, when I walk my dog, um, mm. healthy thoughts come into my head. And even negative, if like whatever scenario you, you've got or like, you know, you might have had a bad experience. Um, I always found I took my little my journal with me. I would just walk the dog and I'd just stop and I'd just write it down. And even if it's positive or negative, because then when I feel like it's on the paper, I read it and you read it in a different scope because obviously in your mind, we can create, well, great stuff, but the negative stuff is depending on how you're looking at it. 
Um, but, but it's so true in, in, you know, all these aspects that you do, yeah, you do, you do go through cycles. Yeah. But if I think, um, for instance, relationships, I believe that, you know, you need someone who challenges you. Oh. If you don't have challenge, you don't have something that's stimulating you in yeah. a way of, not a sexual way, but I mean mentally stimulating you. In a sexual way as well. Oh, I'll, I'll sexual, add to that yeah, for sure. In a sexual Intimacy, way. we should Intimacy, say. yeah. But yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean more as, as well in particular with like day-to-day things, like the challenges you because if it's too easy, no one wants it too easy. And if it's too negative, then you, you're out. But you kind of want yeah. that balance of maybe eight or seven or eight out of ten of positive with a two or three thing of negative where it's not a negative but a challenging you so you want yep. something where it's hitting you and you this is you for instance and that's them and it's that challenge of that tension in a healthy mm. way yeah but i think if it's too easy and it's just a pushover it's like um we're not aligned or we're not understanding we're not on the same page and yep. there's one person running this ship and the other person's not you know yeah and you know relationships i say this i say this and, and probably loop back around to what you said at the start you know people come into your life for a reason yeah a season or a lifetime mm. sometimes they'll come into your life for all three yeah so if you can think about that and and for me my wife has come into my life for all three a reason a season and a lifetime, lifetime. actually i know for sure that it's definitely been in other lifetimes as well. Yeah, wow. Well. Because when I first saw her, I looked in her eyes and I'm like, I felt like yeah, you. I was like, wow, I've seen, I know, I've no, like this straightaway connection wow. that just pierced straight to the center of me. Not crazy. Still, still remember this day, like it was 5:45. Uh, it was the seventh of April, two thousand and five. It was actually wow. no, sorry, sorry, I like two thousand and nine. Wow. Yeah, my, it was close to my nephew's birth and. Um, that was when I started at the fitness college. Mm. But it, I, I believe that the relationships, relationships, yeah, come into your, your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime, mm. and they're to ex, ex, like really grow who you are. Before we come into this world, we make sacred contracts with people. Mm. In the spirit world, I'm not sure what, mm. you, what you understand or what your, your understanding is, but it rings true for me, and, it, mm. and it's like, yeah, that, that sounds true, and that is true. Before we come into this world, we go into a massive big archive, mm. And we pick the people that we're going to have relationships with, and we're going to say, "Hey, look, I'm going to have a relationship with you, and we're going to. This is the deal. This is called sacred contracts. Carolyn Meese talks about this a lot. We make a sacred contract with another spirit before we come into the world. That hey, this is our contract. It may be good, it may be bad, it may be neutral, maybe this, that, whatever it is. But this is what we're going to do for each other. So." When you have that realization of, wow, we're in these sacred contracts, then everyone you interact with, you know, wow, mm. we've made this contract to go through this. Mm. And so it brings those things up in you, whether they're, you know, if it's like someone triggers something in you that someone cuts you off yeah. in traffic, it's like, whoa. Yeah. And, and you feel this energy come up in you. It's like, ah, you can, you can lose it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can also have this realization of, wow, what a gift. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's brought up all this anger in me. Man, maybe that person's just in a rush. Maybe that person's, you know, their parents are dying in hospital. Their yeah. son's just had an accident. Their daughter's just just given birth. There's something's yeah. just happened in their life that they're just in a really big rush on the highway. And, and man, let them go. Yeah, so true. That's one of let the it, truest let things. Go. I, I always think about that. I used to be that person, be like, oh, the cheeky bastard, you know? But yeah, then, yeah. now you think, 
you know, maybe his wife's in labor. She's yeah. rushed to hospital or something yep. bad happened. You, you kind of yep. change your narrative. And even that was for me was um, if people are trying to, you know, get under your skin a little bit or they, they've come with a different emotion today or they're a bit heightened, mm-hmm. you kind of catch yourself and you go, well, I've, I've brought nothing to the table right now to bring this guy's, heighten him. Maybe something's happened before this. Maybe something's happened at home. Maybe something's happened yesterday. And you yeah. just come in with a different energy and you just got to kind of like go, okay, well, I know it's nothing to do with me. Yeah. So let's not prod him. Let's just understand that it's something different you and maybe just give him yeah. time. You know? Absolutely. And if you feel comfortable, I would really challenge people, if you feel comfortable, look yeah. at them with compassion and just go, mm. how are you going? Yeah. How are you going? Mm. And how are you really going? Yeah, yeah. And just, you know, if you've got the capacity you just and you sense something, you just say, hey, I'm just checking in. I, yeah. Your energy's a little bit different today and I just yeah. want to make sure that you you are doing okay. And if yeah. not, that's all right. Yeah, I'm yeah. here for you. Mm. Because right now I think we need more people to be here for each other. For each other. You know, so it's, it's um, you know, being in the world of well-being, you know, and as long as I have mm. – um, People just go through challenging times in life when they project it outward. Oh, yeah. And, and that's the only way we can really process it is to, to push it out into the world and go, oh, yes. But, you know, to turn back in. But that takes time to, 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 to take time with yourself and turn back in yeah. and really have a look at what's happening internally in your internal world. Yeah. Which so is true. a lot more subtle. Definitely, it's a lot more subtle, and there's a there's a lot of anger to process. You know, we've you know we've been born into a into a world which is t- this world is tough. Oh, definitely, this world is tough. Don't get me wrong; it's t- it's easier than what our parents what? had and, and and what it was. Mm. And in some ways, it's actually probably a little bit more harder to navigate. Well, I think, like you said, there's pros and cons to having these outlets of resources like social media, mm-hmm. but it does bring pressure to some people, like. The grass is greener. They're doing things far better than me. Yeah. The life that they look like they're perceiving right now is making me feel like I need to be more successful. I need to do that. And, yeah. and once you can get out of that realm and realize, hey, it's not, the grass is not as green. You know, there's maybe yeah. the, they're projecting something out to each other, out to, out to the public because deep down they may be missing something inside. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. I go back now to, in particular, like something we mentioned earlier about, you know, drug and alcohol. Mm. Yep. You know, Let's be real, mate. Like, I've done drugs. I've done alcohol. Yep. When you're on them, it's a good time, right? Oh, so, man. I had some of the best times of my yeah, life on drugs, so don't get me But the thing about it, right, is if you're trying to get off it, yep. um, how do you, you know, you need to have, find something that's pretty darn good to, like, replace that because you can't just go, I'm going cold turkey. Yeah. And then, yeah. So, but you've got nothing to have, fulfill that. Yep. That place, right? So yep. for you at that stage, what was that? Well, like I mentioned before, Rachel was a big catalyst. Rachel, yeah. Um, but opening up that place of love within me. I've had a lot of coaches, a lot of business coaches, football coaches to guide me mm. around, you know, how to take care of myself as well. Um, but I'll tell you this right now. Have you heard of the placebo effect or the nocebo effect? Placebo is basically, yes, it's basically... Take a sugar pill. Yeah, and yeah, it makes yeah. you, yeah, yeah. We have so many chemicals and so many drugs in our body. Mm. We can create abundant love, abundant joy. Yeah. We can create that in our own body. Mm. We don't need an, an exogenous or a, a tablet coming in yeah, yeah. 
to, to make us feel happy. That's the placebo effect. Oh, this, this tablet's going to make you feel so incredibly well. Boom. And don't get me wrong. There's chemical, like if someone's on some form of, you know, antidepressant or anything like that, I'm not saying not, don't take that and start, you know, start doing some <laughs> you know, meditation or yeah, breathing. Yeah. Although meditation and breathing on top of those things Definitely. will also help. Definitely. Um, but what I am saying is that we do have like the biggest resource of chemical reactions in our body that we can create those things. You know, it's so true with that, Arch. Um, for instance, like I think it really determines who you're spending your time with as well. Yeah. That's a massive factor. Like I, yep. I'd say the people you might be hanging around with that time were probably people similar to yourself, yep. bendering and stuff. And, yep. Yep. And, this is a bit off the subject, but have you ever tried any psychedelics or anything? I have, mate. Yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. find any, like a lot of people have these, um, you know, out-of-body experiences with it where it yeah. can change their life, yeah. as in, uh, you know, addicts can not be addicts anymore with the cases yeah. and stuff. Did you, yeah. have you ever done anything? Well, not not to get through my addiction. Mm. No way. And I would, like this in my own personal experience, I went and worked on myself for many, many years. Not worked on myself. That's 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 a probably a, a, a wrong term. I changed my patterns, behaviors, and way of thinking. Mm. Let go of a lot of things. Let go of a lot of destructive habits before I even yeah yeah you know heard about psychedelics. Mm. You know when I was when I was younger, I did take some um, tryptoses and that sort of stuff. But that was all sort of party yeah, sort yeah. of stuff. Um, but I would, I would really, you know, if, if the listeners out there are thinking about it, like, or, or using, like they have been, I would, I would say really be, be gentle with them. Um, use them in very small doses, yeah. understand yourself a lot first, make sure you've got at least a year of, of a practice, mm. whether that be a year of journaling mm. where you seriously don't miss it yeah, a day, yeah. every day. You don't miss a day. Um, and then also like a, a physical practice where your body's extremely healthy, yeah. where you're eating extremely healthy, mm. mostly organic, out of the earth mm. from Pachamama, Mother Earth, mm. that's growing out of the ground, and trying like and that. And, and if you go to any sort of, um, uh, if you take any psychedelics, and if it's if it's done in the right set and setting, you can have a really good experience. Yeah. If it's not done in the right set and setting, mm. you can actually go the other way and it can be hell on earth for mm. you. So what I would highly recommend is do the things you can control first without taking things from exogenously. So tidy up your, your breathing first. The first thing we can't survive without is our breath. So true. The first thing we do when we come into this world is we take a breath. breath. The last thing we do before we leave this earth is we take our last breath out and our spirit leaves us. So if you can imagine that our breath is our connection to the deepest part of ourselves and our breath is our best friend, it's been there since our birth and it'll be there till our last day. Our breath is our best friend. And when you can be intimate with your breath first, then you can start to check your emotions. You can check all these other things. You can check, okay, your thought patterns. 
okay, around this. And I'll just start with the breath. It's the easiest thing we can, we, all human beings can do it. We can do it unconsciously or we can do it consciously. So it's an autonomic nervous system. It's, it's unconscious, but it's also conscious. And when we bring conscious awareness to the breath, yeah. what do you want to do, psychedelics? What is it? Yeah. You know, yeah, It can yeah. have profound awakenings, but it also can be very destructive. Yeah, it can be. I think um, yeah. you know, when you go back to breathing, for instance, I remember times when, oh, when I was probably at my struggle times, um, yeah, I'd catch myself walking and i just taking these random deep breaths like as if I've like like all of a sudden I'm like why have I f- stopped like it's so autopilot to breathe but all of a sudden I would just be taking these large breaths like mm. because it's as if I forgot to breathe for a, for a moment you know yeah. um, obviously whatever you're going through these times they do challenge you as such but it, you know if you can focus on one thing is your breathing for instance as a starter pack yep and then going on from there there's other aspects um, but yeah, I remember I did I did um, DMT. Oh yep, and um, I did it probably at a time where a change for me. So I was when I was retired with footy, yep. it probably wasn't yeah, like I said, it wasn't my decision because of injuries, and it was really like a turning point. A lot of things were going on in my life, and I was just like probably for a couple of months after it, I was very like down. And like you said, it's probably probably should have done. I'd say I was doing work on myself, but it was like. Um, I had a friend who did it and he was explaining it to me and he was there with me when I did it. So we put some meditation music on, did it, lie there. It was like a 15 minute thing. And, and the, mate, the, the colors I seen, like the, uh, like the, I can't really, if anyone's ever done DMT, they could probably understand what I'm trying to say here. But it's like, um, you, they don't say anything to you, but they're saying something to you. That's how I felt. Um, and it was pretty crazy. I, I remember because at this time, I just thought ide- identity was footy because that's all we did growing up, right? So I remember the, this Egyptian woman in my, well, I had my eyes closed, was there and she reached out to me and I don't know, and I grabbed their hand and she took me in this little realm and it was like my brain, I was looking down at my brain and she pulled it out like a filing cabinet. And I remember going with her fingers over the filing cabinets and she just pulled one filing cabinet out and there was an image of me in there with footy gear on and she literally just went behind it and just unzipped like a mannequin and zipped this sheet of my jersey and everything off me and I was just basically a mannequin wow and without saying the word she was kind of like that's who you are you're not rugby you're not that builder you're not this person this is who you are and uh, man I remember waking up like crying laughing it was like all these crazy emotions come out of me and I was for about three days after it I was like what did I just experience? Like, well, yes. that was, um, there's yes. obviously other yes. amazing things that happened in my life, but I'd say that was a really beneficial time for me because yeah. my identity was very much my ego, everything. And it's a bit, they say the ego killer. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, um, it's interesting, but I totally agree with you. I believe that you should do some form of journaling for a long time before it. Yes. Um, do some, understand yourself a bit more prior to it. Cause if you go in there with blinded to this stuff, this thing can, rocky world in a negative way as well and, mm. you know you do some hear some negative stories about it yeah absolutely yeah yeah and that's 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 a really man i appreciate you sharing that with me man that's um yeah you know some of the the experiences that i've had you know very similar um you know it's it's all around identity identity um and and i i would you know i think it's i'll just give this really quick brief summary on it Psychedelics can really open a doorway. Mm. They open a doorway to you discovering who you re- 
really are. So true. All right? But you can't stay there. Mm. It's like a doorway to heaven if you believe in heaven or, or divine, whatever it is. It's a doorway. It lets you look in. Mm. But you can't stay there. You've got to come back down. You've got to come away. For someone who's even thinking about looking behind that door, when this podcast finished, I want you to write down, I am, and the first thing that comes to your mind, I want you to write it down. Mm. The next line, I am, and do this 10 times. I am this, I am that. I am a footy player, mm. like you just said. And sit down and just assess those things that you've written down who you are. Because when you write, I am, yeah. you identify yes. with that. That's your identity of who you are. Yes. And if you come into an experience like this and you haven't gone through a process of that, mm. you could go into some really dark places, oh, yeah. really dark places. So, you know, for you to first understand who you are, that's why I said journaling, because journaling will reveal who you are on the inside and you'll write things down just unfiltered, yeah. just write it down, just get it out on the page. Like you said before, getting it out of the... The, um, the imaginary world of her head and putting it into the reality of this world, which is on pen and paper, yeah. is a powerful experience. So true. So true, Arch. And yeah, I can't agree more with you about that. Mm. But go, I know it's going back to now because typical, yeah. just go off around, but I love it. Perfect. That's a, that's Perfect. a true Me conversation. <laughs> but obviously, with your career then, so you go into the footy, you did, you had a couple, you had it, you were at East Tigers. Yep. East and Tigers, then, yeah. Did you have a break after that, or did you? Yeah, I had two years off. Two years off. I um, it, it was a really interesting journey at East. I'm very grateful for what the you know the East Tigers um, provided me. I made my debut in Queensland Cup there. Mm. They also gave me an opportunity, and I, I signed a, a contract for for Brisbane Broncos in oh. 2007, 2008 preseason. Um, and it was, um, yeah, it was a beautiful time in my life. I, I was like, wow. I'm, Getting passes from Darren Lockyer and wow. like all the stars that I, you know, Carmichael Hunt was there. <laughs> it was like, wow, it really, um, yeah, for me, it was like, whoa, holy dilly, this is incredible. Pinch myself every day when I wake up. Like, I was still working as a as a carpenter as well, though, yeah. as a as a chippy. And so I'd go to training with the Bronx in the morning, go to work as a chippy during the day, and then in the afternoon I'd go to East Tigers training wow. and train. So man, it was it were big days. And I got burnt out. Ah, yeah. And not only that, I also, my identity, what we were just talking about, it's a great segue, was I was a rugby league player. Yeah. And now that I'd realised my dream, my dream was to be, you know, contracted to the Broncos and I was contracted to the Broncos. Yeah, wow. And so my dream was being realised and for me... I didn't set the next dream. I didn't set the next, okay, what do I want from here now? Like, what's the next thing? Or, you know, what is that? Yeah. And I got burnt out. I went from, you know, training with the Bronx to then playing not Queensland Cup, playing the next level down, uh-huh. uh, which to me, man, was so shattering for my ego. Oh, it was such a humbling experience. And I went into a big dark cave. And it was really hard to get out of. Um, you know, I was still using drugs at the time. Uh, I probably started to use drugs and alcohol a lot more at that time because it was my tool of how to help me. Coping get, mechanism. Yeah, coping mechanism to get through. And, you know, it was 2010 that I was just like, man, because this was 2007, 2008. Or 2008 season I was leading, leading into. Mm. 
and I think I only played a, a few games in, in Queensland Cup that year. And it was like, man, how do I – what do I do from here? Like, where do I go from here? Like, I've, I'm playing a, um, you know, two levels down from where I'd been training at, and I set this expectation for myself of, you know, I'd be here – Playing with <laughs> playing with the, for the Broncos or with yeah. the Broncos and thinking that, but I'm not, and and my I fall I fell flat, fell really flat, and you know went through a bad time. So 2009, I just went, yeah, yeah, went down, and then 2010, I was like, yeah, look, I need to have some time off. That was also when I met my my wife. Wow. Uh, well, 2009 was, and I was like, no, nah, it's I need to change my life. Um, I started to, um, yeah, change my career, change my life. I thought I, I can't keep doing this, burning the candle. At, both hands, yeah. Wow, mate, that's like you said. I did not know this, all of this stuff, but um, mm. it's interesting, like you say, timing and whatnot, and what you think was meant for you. Yeah, most of the time, it's not what's meant for you. And you look back now. I bet you look back now with not many regrets or any regrets. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I think in terms of you know, it's all yeah, it was all perfect, and and man, no regrets at all mm. because it brought me to where I am today, and the experiences I had through that. Mm. Man, I would not change a thing because it's made me who I am. Like that's that's um, yeah, revealed things to me. Like no, actually, that, that's exactly how it should have been. I, I, I should have been dropped because I know what it yeah. feels like to be in the the lowest of low places. Like, and you know, I'm sure people listening to this, but I've probably been to. to um, we're talking about you know um, uh, low places, but. It's it's all an individual thing, but when your expectations are shattered, mm, expectations, yeah, powerful word that is. Yeah, it is. It is. So, um, you know, they quite often say lower your expectations for other people, yeah, but raise your expectations for yourself. Self. That was probably one of the hardest things um, that I struggled with for a while was expectations because um, even in life in general, if you have these expectations of how you, you know give to others mm. you think that sometimes people have that same expectation in return and unfortunately not everyone thinks the way you think and think the way i think and and, and sometimes you get let down and thank it's, god for that yeah. <laughs> if we're all thinking the same yeah. thing all <laughs> oh, right but yeah. then the, yeah. but if you can go in with a mindset of zero expectations and just mm. doing it from a good place or whatever it is and yeah. even if it's giving Yep. And and knowing, hey, I might, for instance, it might be a little thing like I'll drop this guy to this place because he needs a lift. Yeah. And no expectation that he'll return the favor one day. Yep. You're in a better place already. Yeah. You're already in a better place. Yeah, absolutely. But yep. Arch, going back, obviously, with yourself having those two years off, and I just mentioned it off air. So um, yep. I haven't played footy in four years. Yeah. Well, and yeah. and um, <laughs> my brother, we we spoke about it for years. My brother wants to play. We want to play one game together. Mm. And um, I'm. Not so much nervous. To, well, I am. I don't want to get injured again. So many other things that I'm more passionate about now. But um, yeah, so I said, I'll come train with you. So I went training last night with him um, over at Valleys. And um, when, I le- when I went there, I don't know how to explain it, but it was like no disrespect to the young fellas because I was a young fella and you was the young fella once and we acted the same way as they did. But the the egos, the, the GFs, the effing, the cussing, the... the, the Backhand, backhand, um, you know, the truth behind jokes. And you're just there and and you're like, wow, I'm at a different stage in my life now. Okay, how, and my instant mindset went, if I stick around you, how can I make a change? How can I 
add a little bit of value, or not a value, but how can I go, hey, boys, like, we should talk to each other better than this. Or um, That's where my mindset went, and, and that's why, I don't know if you thought about that, but you definitely acted that way when I was around. Yeah, You carried yourself in a way, Arthur, of you were a player, but you're a player like, I'm going to lead by my actions, not my words. Like, yeah. lead the way I live. Um, and I just think that a lot about, I look, it was honestly a moment yesterday when I was leaving, I was like, I'm seeing Archer tomorrow. I was like, whoa. I felt like I was Archer for a moment five, six years ago when I met you, you know? Um, yeah. And what an opportunity for you. You are. You, you are that. And I, I came back to the game because I left the game and I was using drugs. I was not in a good state, but I was also influencing other players to do that as well. Come, come have a drink. Yeah. I was that. Mm. I was one of those players who was, you know, in that mindset. And I, and I went away. I read some books. Mm. I did some self-reflection. I did some study. I did a 12-step program. Mm. I checked in on myself. I did all, I, I, I let go of a lot of beliefs about who I was. And I came back to the game to serve the game. Mm. I wanted to make a positive impact in the yeah. game. I wanted to help young men mm. become men, mm. not stay boys. Yeah. And the biggest challenge right now is our young 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 boys, boys or yeah. young men, our rites of passages mm. have unfortunately come through who could drink the most, yes. who could get any in our rugby league world. Yeah. Who could maybe pick up the most women? Yes, and and it's that, it, and that mm. is the very structure that needs to be broken down, yeah. and needs to shift. Yeah, yeah. But for you going into that environment, mm. you already are that, so you don't need to try. Mm. You just need to be be yourself. You just need to be. Yeah, yeah. It's true, right? Not even yourself. Just be, be, be yeah. in. Just be. That's that's all it is. Mm. Because when you think about yourself, you're like, oh, what will I do here? But you don't need to think about that anymore. Mm. You just need to be exactly who you are. Yeah, yeah. Not even think, like when things come up in you and you're like, oh, man, that hit a spot and man, I, sh- I should say something to that guy. Well, go say something yeah, yeah. because you are that person now. Yeah, yeah. And, and when, you, when you have that interaction, don't hold back. Mm. Go, right, well, because you come from a place of love, respect, yeah. kindness and compassion. You do that already. So yeah. you are that fully expressed human being that you – that you need to be you you're that now you're complete yeah. just the way you are appreciate that and it's you just need to let that unfold and whatever comes up the yeah. thought that comes up just let it come out mm. let that come out because you know who you are you realize who you are on the inside is just pure you know you've had the experience yeah, yeah. you are the universe mm. you know i went i went and um, had a chat with a guy well, I went to a, a workshop on the weekend it was a yoga workshop and he he says that you are the power of the cosmos within you What's the cosmos? Explain that. Well, you think about it, you, and, and you had this experience. You've yeah, had yeah. this experience on your 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 DMT experience. Yeah, you yeah. are everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, you are. You are one aspect. with everything. Mm. You know, you and I are not separate. Beneath this all, we are one being, mm. yeah. expressing itself as Ollie, expressing yeah. himself as Luke. Yeah, yeah. Sure, I'm a name, but I'm also so much more than yeah. that. It's like said that you know, if if um, let's and just let's just use it. the universe is the ocean. Mm. We're just a wave yeah. that's coming towards the shore, and there's another wave behind us, in front of us, coming to the side of us, yeah. and we're just these little waves that are going to pop up for a short hundred, maybe 150 years. Mm. I hope I live to 150 <laughs> in good health. Yeah, yeah. That die down again and go back yeah. 
to that universal power, wherever that comes from, whether you call that the divine, whether you call that God or whatever it is. Wow. I love I've it. had some experiences in meditation where I know for me in my past life I was a flower. Wow. And I know I've had that just in me- but there's no drugs, yeah. no drugs at all in meditation. I had an experience where I went to a past life where I was a flower. Really? I I came I grew up, I opened up, there was a bee that landed on me, rolled itself wow. in 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 yeah. my in my pollen, yeah. flew off. And I went, "Wow." And this was through that time where I had time away from footy where I was doing a lot of self-reflection yeah. and I was looking deep within and it was like, wow, well, that, that's a that's a pretty amazing story for life. Like in oh. this life, that's what I've come to learn is I'm, I'm carrying that from my past life is I'm to open up as an expression of myself mm. and express myself as who I am yeah. so that people can come in, take some pollen, take some knowledge, take some wisdom yeah, and that. use that in their life. And I just stay open. Wow. I don't close when the bee lands on me. No, no. I just stay, stay open. open. Wow. And that's it. Because there's plenty of pollen to go around. Plenty. That's amazing. I love that. So there's, there's also another experience that I did have. I went to the edges of the universe just through breath work. Mm. And, wow. it's, and it's so like what I'm saying is, you know, we do have these drugs inside of us. They, yeah. They're inside of us. Yeah. You don't need a drug to experience anything. Yeah. That's so true. We are. Yeah. We don't need other aspects of intoxications or drugs alcohol whatever like you want to talk about to fulfill us we are fulfilled in ourselves yeah it's powerful right man it is and we and like that's the thing we, we are complete as we are mm. we don't need to be searching yeah we just like ah, and, yeah. and just feel that in your body now like wow i'm in within me i'm fully complete yeah as i am as i sit here and i don't need to go anywhere yeah yeah i don't need to seek i don't need to search mm. me sitting here in this moment like Wow, that's the unfolding of this beautiful life that we all get to live. Yeah. Wow, what an experience. Yeah. For me, man, it's um, conversations, connection. I feel so fulfilled when I'm having a, like, a conversation like this, Arch. Because this is basically a chat with a mic and a, and yeah. a headset on, right? That's a podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it's, but it's like um, I, leave, I love having like genuine conversation, like a real conversation, not just like who did you sleep with on the weekend or, yeah. you know, that i like, man, what's going on in your life? And yeah, yeah okay, um, what are you doing? What are you doing in your time? What's uh, exciting you at the moment? Yeah, What are you doing to fulfill yourself in other aspects? And you're like, okay. And then you think you're brainstorming with each other. And you yeah. laugh there. You go, whoa, we, that was powerful. Now I've planted yeah. a seed in him and he's planted a seed in me. I'm going to take that on with me. Yeah. And it was just like, um, I never looked, I used to think, oh, I wish I learned this stuff younger. But I now I, I don't because I'm like, that was meant to happen to be this place I am today. Yeah. And you know, and, yeah. um, yep, exactly. Even all the, the hard bloody training sessions we used to do. One in particular brought me, brought, comes to my mind with you, Arch, was, do you remember we did that long, long weekend? Oh, like a Saturday night overstay, um, out past Boona. It's like on that. Oh, water. yes, 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 so yes. Josh Hannu was a coach. Yeah, 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 yep. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, Jace Van Dyke and what's his name? Um, Cameron. Yep. Um, and we had this tent the night. And the training yeah. training was pretty consistent throughout the days, but they were long days. Yes. And the, I think the, the hardest thing for me was we had the tent and someone would set off a, it'd be like, you know, you do a full day at the, and you'd be camping in these tents and someone would set off the um, the foghorn. Yeah. Wake up one in the morning, you'd get up and they're, all right, yeah, go back to bed. 
and you just yep. mentally challenged all the time. Yep. And then the day after we went on that run, we had to carry we had to carry logs. I think. Well, well, they woke us up one night, and we had to go for a jog in the middle of the night right. up some hills. That's right. Which you know was was pretty crazy. We jogged up some hills at night, got sweaty, mm. and then had to go back to bed. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. didn't shower. Didn't shower straight yeah. there, and then we're trying up. to fall asleep in a sweaty bed. Yeah, yeah in a tent. <laughs> yeah, tent. it was hot as it was yep. summer. Yep. And then the day after, we had to go run, yep. kayak to. Yeah, mountain, mountain. Run up the mountain. Yeah, come back down and do it again. With and then no water, no water. And then we yeah. had to go do a, um, a post against each other, contact. Yeah. And um, yeah, like I look back now and go, what the heck did yeah. we do? You yeah. know, there's yeah. some so much resilience you get from oh, all these yeah, things. Yeah. What a absolutely, yourself, absolutely. Um, you know, yeah, um, absolutely. At the, at the time, I was thinking the same thing. Man, this is like seriously crazy. They, they like it's um negligence. Like it's like we could like. Someone climbing up to the top, like, yeah. like, oh, we don't have any water up here. We probably should have bought water because I was like one of the first at the top. I'm like, oh, where's the water? Then someone said there was water up here. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, we don't have water up here. And I'm like, are you guys serious? Yeah. Like, because I was a bit older, of and course. I'm like, hey, this is this is really dangerous. This yeah. like this is really dangerous. Like, you, yeah, sure, there's other ways to build resilience, but yeah, this is actually probably physically really not yes. good. I actually jumped in the water and drank. The the, really? um, the the dam the water, dam water wow. which I didn't realize you can get like like it's got blue green algae and you can yeah. get some really bad um, you know uh, gut stuff from problems. Yeah, yeah yeah problems yeah. in your gut and diarrhea and sick yeah. you get really sick from it but man you you're exactly right mm-hmm. it's through our toughest moments in life yeah whether they be on the the footy field or whether they be in life that that mm-hmm. we build resilience with like that's Sculpting for our soul, it's our character building. It's you know, so true, yeah. it's so true. And it's um, you've got to go through these things, yeah. but at the same time, without contradicting that, be aware when you're abusing something too. Like, yeah. like again, drugs. We go back to exercise is a big drug. I've, I, I, because I've seen it in myself. You know, sometimes I, I see it in others. You know, they're training two, three times a day, and I'm like, what are you running away from? Mm. What are you hiding? Like, what are you ch- getting away from? Because you're obviously getting that dopamine, you're getting that endorphins hitting yeah. right now, that instant fix. But you leave the gym, and it's they're still there. Those problems, you got to address them. Yeah. Or they're going to keep there, or you keep abusing this gym, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's just really interesting to see. But I think it's great to have people like you, people like you, that's right. um, people like you, because we need more people like you, Arch, men. A, a real man. People think a real man is someone you know, like gets on the piss. There's all these things like we talked about. Don't want to go around in circles. A real man is we talk about emotions. We talk yeah. about um, how we're truly feeling. Like I, one thing yeah. I would know. I'm very interested because I, I know what mine are. What are your love languages? My love languages. Uh, physical touch. I think was was uh, was one. Was like the, I think that's the main one. I think they get divided. I think you have a percentage of all of them. Is that correct? Correct me if I'm wrong, but a percentage of all of them. My love language is touch. Touch, yeah, same. Yeah, at the front, we I gave you a hug. Yeah, like I, I'm always a hugger. I hug yeah. the boys. It's like I'm a I'm a toucher. So I think you know a lot of boys in rugby, like a men in rugby league or boys in rugby league would be touches because yeah. you know we're in a physical contact sort yeah. of sport as well. So it's funny, it's funny right? Um, I'm a toucher and I'm yeah. I'm quality time. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember once, like with footy, right? 
smack each other on the ass when you go past or something yeah, you know yeah, you touch yeah. and I remember I started doing it at the gym yeah. and I remember one of the guys just was like what the heck was that? just because I ran past him in a workout tapped yeah. him on the ass and yeah. just like, what the heck was that and I'm like it's so many things that you do without even thinking about yeah. you know, if you're not in yeah. that realm of living yeah. you're like yeah. that was weird yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. absolutely that's so funny yeah man <laughs> oh, oh that's awesome but uh, yeah it's good man it's yeah. um Arch, I'm really grateful for you coming on today. Oh man, absolute pleasure! I feel it's, like been, it's been a uh, an absolute pleasure, man. And you know, sharing, hearing your story, and you know, I'm I'm really keen to hear about your experience a little bit more. And yeah, you know, your psychedelic stuff yeah, well, and that sort of stuff. And yeah. you know, man, I, t- I take my hat off to you. It's you're getting this out there to the world. Mm. You know, you're 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 following what lights you up. Mm. You're following. In here, you've got this stirring of going, oh, there's something within me that I've got to do. You know, you could live that ordinary life. You could live that life yeah. of going, hey, look, I could stay in this job, mm. which is just, you know, cruising. I'm earning money coming in. I'm putting some away. I'm paying this off. But you're like, no, I've got this inner calling that is saying to me, I've got to yeah. follow this path. Yeah. And if we can all listen inwardly to what our heart's desires are, or our passions or our purpose in life, if, if we can follow our purpose in life and follow that with the best we can with authenticity, mm-hmm. then this world is just going to transform into an even more amazing place than what it is. 100%. And that's, again, that goes back to well, obviously what you're doing and it going so well. Mm-hmm. And what I'm doing is you're doing it from a place of a good intentions yes absolutely yeah. i think people yeah. see through you know this commercialized yeah. stuff out there for well-being yeah. this commercialized pts transformation and body things yeah. if you genuinely care about the people and the clients that you have yeah that alone is a massive sales pitch yeah. because they see the trueness in who you are yeah and you know if you're doing it from a different place you'll get found out pretty quickly and yeah i said this yesterday I think one of the most selfish things I have ever done was serve, was help. Because the fulfillment it gives me helping others is one of the best drugs I'll ever get. Yeah, mate, that's a, um, it, it brings me to, like one of my good mates, he said to me, selfless actions bring selfish results. Wow, there you go. So you're acting selflessly, like it's it's a it's a like like sense of self is like selflessly, like you're giving, you're contributing to society, but it's getting selfish results. You're filling up your your spirits lifted. Mm. So it's you know it's what you're um, yeah what you're here for, man. It's um yeah amazing. Same well as done. you are, just, but even just looking at your hoodie, uh, your polo sorry yeah the mighty maroons one yesterday yeah. yes yes that's why i'm wearing it mate i, I was gonna wear i was gonna wear my own business yeah, <laughs> business no. shirt but i was like no nah, man i've got to yeah. got to represent and and what a what a way they won what a game mate oh. that's probably my favorite origin game yeah bef- mine too mine too and to, like and, and talk about that ben hunt mm. ben hunt to see anyone any yeah. anyone who's watched his journey mm. to see what he's been through yeah and to see what happened last night, and to see then after the game, and I know Billy's very much a family man, mm. to see then Ben Hunt with his son on his shoulders walking around that field. Yes. At Suncorp that, as well, mate. Yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable. Like, um, 
there's something different about that team. Even mm-hmm. for instance, it was on the video. There was um, Billy Slater was one of the players. The second row, he plays for the Cowboys. I can't. He's a young fella. Oh, Gilbert. No, the no. other one. Um, oh, so, Nanai. Nanai, yeah. great player, unbelievable, yeah. right? So he's with his family, and he's got um, a camera, and he's giving it to Billy Slater. Can you take a photo of me and my family? Imagine go to a coach, take a yeah. photo of me and my family, and it's yeah. Billy Slater you've given. Yeah, it. yeah. The concept of that, for some reason, I was like. That's when you know it's a family environment when you're like, would you ever go up to your coach as a player and go, hey, mate, take a photo of me and my dad? And you'd be like too nervous to do that. But he, yeah. it just shows to me that he's one of them. Yes. Um, yeah. And he even said it yesterday. He goes, um, I'm just one part of this team. Like, I've got coaching staff, I've got the players. It's, I did not do this, we did it. Yeah. And um, well, can, I, can I just sort of hold, hold that yeah. thought? I, I, because. We had it up. I'm not sure whether you had the opportunity to come into Queensland camp. No, I, didn't. I think of it, we've we, uh, in, through um, playing. I've been in there th- three times now. Mm. Billy Slater was telling us backs how to be the Blues, so we could, we're doing opposed against them. And he ran the session. He was like, "Yeah, we've got to do this. We've got to get here. This is the, the plays we're looking for. This is what we want." And he was in the room with. He was coaching. This was, I think, this was maybe back in 2000 and. So Hannay was there. I think it might, must have been 2014, 15, 16, maybe one of those years. I think a couple of those years we did go down. Yeah. And, man, like Billy Slater was in, the, was in there coaching us on what to do. So, you know, to see him evolve now as a coach and to be there in the head position taking that up um, and what he's passing on is also what has been passed on to him through – Mal Meninga, you know, through through Kevin, but now he's put his own slant on it. And Billy, mm. like I said before, is very much a, a family man. So, Absolutely. yeah, it's it's beautiful to see, and just the you know mm. the Queensland spirit is um, is yeah. quite amazing. The only thing I didn't like about yesterday was um, like I love contact, I love watching hits, big hits. Yep. But I seen when Selwyn Cobo got knocked out, and right. the, the halfback Luai was on top of him, like looking down at him, screaming at him. Mm. And my gut was just like, someone just needs to give, A, when does a halfback get rowdy? Like, obviously the fu- the punching is out of the game now, but you never yeah. see that before. Well, <laughs> yeah. well it was yesterday. Yeah, the yeah, fight was back on yeah. yesterday. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was um, I just thought someone needs to humble this guy, level him or something, because that yeah. was the only thing I didn't like about the game. But apart from that, the, like for me, I'll, my mind will drift while watching games now and then. I'll zone out. I'm watching the NRL here and there. Yeah. I was fully in that game yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, time. Yeah, it couldn't be a yeah, high-energy game. High and speed yeah. of that game and the physicality was so high. I don't think I've seen it before that intense. No, I don't think anyone has. And I don't think we'll see – like, we won't see that again until next year, Origin. Mm. Because the, the best players in the game mm. playing Origin. Yeah. You know, like, that's that, – that you don't get much better than that. Coming back to your, 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 your point about um, – you know the 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 impacts in the game and the you know standing over each other. You know it's and and play like. You know, Luai is a very young player, and, and, and this is nothing against him, but you know I can see myself in that. Mm. When I was a young player, it's that ego, it's yeah. that bravado, boom, you know, beat my chest. You know, mm. I was, yeah, you're down, you're out, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a you know you can get carried away mm. in that too, of course. Um, and that's where you know you need your your senior players, your senior leaders around to go hey look 
you know, that's not how we Start act. On. That's not how we act. Um, you know, the well-being of a player and, you know, like that, you don't know. They, that could have well been his last game in rugby league. We still probably don't know this till today. Yeah. You know, brain injury and, and concussions, uh, and I've had probably two over the past, it, the last 15 years of me playing, two. two every year, pretty much. Oh, wow. Two every year. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and That's I was playing on the wing, man. Look, yeah. don't get me wrong. A wing's a challenging position. When they kick it back, you've you take that next hit up. You're running against forwards that are hungry to to eat you. Yeah, and wow. yeah. So two a year that on average, on average, some years I'd had more. Have you got any since being retired now? Have you got any side effect or post? Yeah, of of been working on making sure that I don't. Have any of the the CTE stuff like CTE. because you can't see it until someone's dead they cut their brain open, so I'm doing everything now to get the nutrients into my brain to create brain states that are healthy for my brain. Do a bit of brain training as well. Do a lot of juggling, Rubik's cubes. I do a lot of Sudoku. I'm really training my brain to right. to really use both sides of my brain, use a whole brain as one brain. Yeah. You know, trying to really get brain body connection as a whole body. Yeah. As a whole being, as a whole awareness. So, um, wow. you know, really integrated health is, is one thing that I've I've actually been studying it at the moment. Really? So, yeah, I've been studying energy medicine at the moment, which wow. has been really powerful that's as great. well. So, um, but a lot of a lot of that's the physical world as well. The first the first dimension is the physical world, and we've got to take care of the physical world first before we can look at yes uh, different states of energy. So, so true, mate. With with the I think back as well when I played, I never was fully out cold. Mm. Um, and I don't Is that what you mean When you had them Two a year Were they like You're not sleeping But you've like You know Actually con- concussed Concussed Or is it like For me I got hit And I'd see sparks Like you get that spark feeling Yep And you'd be out at, Like What happened And then you just run And you go back to the line And act yeah. like it didn't happen But you're like I just seen sparks. That's a concussion. Yeah, well, that's a low, that's, that's, a, that's a concussion. Yeah. That's that's a low grade concussion. Yeah. So, yeah, I probably didn't understand this until I got into the well being world, and I had to educate other players on this. Mm. And then I was like, "Whoa, I've had this, you know, like regularly, wow. regularly." Yeah, I've had mo- like yeah, I've had moments where I'm out. Yeah, yeah. Or moments where I'm like, "Oh, hang on, I was out for a moment there." Christ. I've had moments in a game. I remember playing against Redcliffe. I was knocked out in the first half and I woke up in the second half like five minutes towards the end of the game and I'm like, oh, guys, you've got to get me off the field. I, start, I was playing fullback. No way. And then I ended up out on the wing and I'm like, what am I doing out here? What, like, where am I? Like, I'm supposed to be playing fullback. I was saying it's to physio. I'm like, he's like, no, no, you're, you're out here now. I'm like, get me off, man. Get me Whoa, off. that's scary, hey? Yeah. That there's a passage that you don't yep. remember. And I still don't remember it. Yeah. <sighs> Wow, I had one just uh, actually a concussion is the reason why I stopped last year. Mm. I was playing for Nomby Hounds in like oh, the yeah. third grade, um, and I got picked up and dumped, um, and my whiplash hit the ground, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's a that's a good one." Didn't go out cold, but I'm like, yeah, "That's a good one." I stayed on the field with all the knowledge that I did have, yeah, wow. and thought, "Hang on, I just maybe it was a bit of winding mm. because it was it was a heavy impact too." Mm. And it it was like, ah, oh, and then I was like, nah, I took, I think it was like maybe one or two sets after that. And I'm like, nah, get me off. I've got a concussion. Take wow. me off. But it's, it's, you know what, it's, it's just education. And we need to educate our young players of, yeah. hey, look, you're seeing stars from, a, from an impact, from a collision. 
Go off. Come what's, off. What's the harm? Because you know what? It's, it's quite often the second concussion which does the damage. Mm. Don't get me wrong, the first concussion will do the damage, but the second concussion, yeah. our brain, we, like it's, we don't know much about the brain. Mm. The brain is just, it's plastic. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you know, so we've got to be really careful with it. We've got to be careful yeah. with it. When, when you got, the brain is damaged, mm. they say that you can't repair it again. You can't repair it. That part of your brain is damaged and will die off. Isn't it interesting how we have not a lot of research on the brain mm. where we can study on so much of our bodies, but the brain's just an untapped area. Well, it's knowledge. there's some knowledge on it, but it's very untapped. Yeah. Why is that? Well, that's a good question because not only that, we also keep evolving how we are doing our testing and, and science keeps evolving. Yeah. Um, I think that the true science is any is equal to one. The most powerful science you ever do is the science that you do on yourself, the study that you do on yourself, the self-reflection, the self-inquiry, the self. Because if we look at any study, it's always going to be across. Yes. They've got to have it across so many different people. You know, placebo, double-blinded, yeah. peer-reviewed, all this sort of stuff. It's like, well, you don't need to have a peer-reviewed. Does it work? Mm. And does it does it does it sit right with you? Is it working in the moment? And will that work long term? Maybe not. Maybe it feels good now, but okay, long term says it probably won't. Yeah, wow. So um, for me and my world is like, okay, well, yeah, I can't change, um, you know, what I've done in my past, but I certainly can change my present and my future and how I look at it, how I perceive that, and also what (laughs) what am I giving myself? Am I projecting something into the future? Yes. You know, am I like something that I just picked up and that, that you said before, which I think is really important that you to to check in with yourself is, mm. you know, you said I don't want to get injured. Mm. You know, focus where focus goes, energy flows. So if you say to yourself, "Hey, I want to have a good game and I want to enjoy the the process with my brother and keep that your focus," yeah. hey, I know that I'm fit, I'm strong, I've done my training. Yeah. You've done your training, yeah. haven't you? Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I've only went to one training session. Yes, so I've done the training. So I'm going to. Tell, I've told them, look. Let me condition myself for a couple of weeks, maybe a month. A month, exactly. Yeah. yeah, a month to six weeks. Like the body's physically trained, but yeah. its footy training is totally different to contact. Oh man, I can't, I can't tell you the importance of contact training because yeah. your neck, yeah, going into impact with your neck. That's yeah. one thing. When I went back in, when I had those two years off, going back into contact with your neck mm. is very, very, very important. Yeah, like we we. Both know, you know, oh, man, young yeah. Brendan Koo who snapped his neck. Scary uh, that was. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, it was intense. So, you know, um, shout out to, to, yeah. to Kui. Yeah, good um, Yeah. But, you know, like you don't, that's, you know, one incident. Like you don't want, like, and that was literally millimetres away from him not being able to walk again and not have bodily functions too. So It's crazy, right? Mm. One, you don't know when the next, your last game's going to be, right? Yep. Or your last breath. Or your last breath, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, We're sorry, take your time, brother. Take your no, time. No. Where focus goes, energy flows. Yeah, so, have a good yeah, game, yeah. yeah do the right training. I, yeah, I believe, I understand what you're saying. Maybe obviously, like, there's so much more to you, Arch. Um, like, you've done a lot with the QRL. Yes. Well being officer yep. of the QRL. Yeah. You, yep. like I said, we, you did step, um, work with North Devils, played for North Devils as well, yep. and South Sogan Magpies. Um, obviously, I don't know him, but you're very close with Rowan Smith, who's now the Leeds Rhinos coach. Yeah, he's yep. um, he's an in, I don't know anything about him, but he's obviously done. 
he must be a very good coach and a good people person because yeah. his method of madness is definitely working and he's getting results with obviously Norths and now with the Leeds Rhinos in Super League they're, they're winning games again yeah yeah um, so it's interesting right? yeah he's, a, he's an incredible human being um, and he's a really good friend and we uh, like a, you know my I didn't actually play for Norths oh you did oh, I sorry. didn't actually play I was contracted to Norths and yeah, I, yeah. I, I when I, I left Souths yeah. in 2018 um, yeah I, I was looking for an opportunity yeah. and I um, it was actually David Chillington who oh, I was yeah. close with. He um he 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 said, "Oh mate, I think you'd like this coach, Rowan Smith." And then I was working with Dave Solomona at the time, and I was like, "Man, do I retire? Do I not?" And he's like, "You want to keep playing, don't you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I do." And he's like, "Well, man, I reckon you get along with Rowan because Dave knew Rowan as well." And he's like, "Man, I reckon you, you have the similar philosophies on footy and in life." And so I gave him a call, and then you know. He said, look, man, I don't know anything about you. I haven't seen any video of you. I don't know anything about, you know, because I hadn't played Queensland Cup for a year. Yeah, and, yeah. And, I, and he said, man, I'm just going to have to go do some research. I said, look, you know, have a, have a chat to your captain, Jack Ahern. Yeah. The value that I will bring to your club is not just on the field. Oh, no, it's off. I'll bring probably more value to your club off the field than I ever could on the field or, or you know, that – or." And I'm really confident in my abilities yeah. um, of, of what I can do for a team or what I can do for a club, um, and I'm, I really want an opportunity. So he said, "Look, you know, give me give me a week. Um, I'll have a chat to Jack, and I'll, I'll look at some videos of yours, and I'll get back to you." Mm. Um, and he went, and I think he went and had a chat to to Jack, and then three days later, he came <laughs> back and said, "Mate, I'll I'll, I'll sign you up." And from there, our, our relationship blossomed, and you know, it's. It took a little while to get to, to understand who he was as a person because, you know, um, I think um, he's, he's quite a deep person as well. Um, but also a very – his strategy is, is you know, <laughs> he's good with his strategies. He, he, knows, he, knows, he knows people and he loves, he loves you know, getting the best out of people and seeing the best come through in, in people wow. and then the player. And the player. You'll walk into his office and go – He'll say, yeah, tell me about life. Why are you here? Why do you play rugby league? Mm. He, he, he won't you know, talk about your game or look at your game. He'll say, tell me about tell me about you. And he wants to learn about the person. And for me as a well-being, well-being person or someone who works in well-being, I should say, mm. that's, that's everything. Because if we can help the, the person to flourish mm. and to be the best version of themselves and a full expression of themselves – They'll be able to fully express who they are in the field and, and bring out all their talents so and bring true. out all their all their quirks and everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, so true. but he's he's an incredible guy and he's you know, he deserves all the success. Obviously the success of Norths and yes. then winning a grand final and you know, as a well being manager, I couldn't have asked for a better coach. I'd never worked with a better coach or a better person. Um, and to this day we've got we've got a, an amazing friendship. He's got a beautiful family and mm. Both our wives and our kids are extremely close, and it's just a um, yeah. I'm very proud of him, and, and just so grateful to to be his friend. And yeah, yeah wow. he's That's awesome, yeah. man. So yeah. I love that arch. Well, mate, I'm gonna wrap this up. But cool, just man. one thing yep. I like to say: I ask every person who comes on the podcast, okay. yep. "What are you grateful for?" Oh, this very moment, man. Wow, this very moment right that. now. So yeah. yeah, thank you, man. I, I really appreciate what you're doing. Mm. Uh, in your life and, and in the community and I'm you know, just so grateful to be here and you know, appreciate who you are and yeah, yeah you're incredible man never Thank forget that much. mate I really appreciate that um, What for the listeners out there who want to get in touch with the business how do they get hold of the business yeah yeah so you just go to mpstudio.com.au 
um, yeah, just click on that and you'll find all our details are on there. So, yeah. Or, awesome, mate. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, guys, and I hope you enjoy this one. Don't just talk it, walk it. Walk it zone. Don't just talk it, walk it. Don't just talk it, walk it. Walk it zone. Don't just talk it, walk it. Walk it zone.